So this one, as we know that in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. This verse is given out at the most opportune and sometimes inopportune times. You're at a funeral. You're at a, you're at a time of suffering. You're at a place where things aren't going so well. And you say, you know what? Don't worry. It's all going to work out. Sometimes this is a, the most comforting thing to hear. Sometimes this is the most difficult thing to hear. As we, as we pray this morning for this family, this is something that is personal to every single person and where we've been going and how we live our lives. So this is the most, this is the center, kind of, I feel like this is the centerpiece of the most, one of the most important texts of the Bible in the Bible. And as we look at it, we see that we need to live and love God, and we are, we're called according to His purpose. We have to trust in Him. See, John 3.16 says this, that we all know it, for God so loved the world, that He gave His Son. God loves us. And when we understand that God loves us, that we, then we start to understand everything else. We, start to, we need to look at the Romans 8 through the eyes of Jesus. Sometimes we take, we take certain verses that we see, and then we try to interpret the whole Bible through that. I said to our congregation, I said, it's like reading a Jane Austen novel, reading one sentence, and then interpreting the rest of the book through that. You need to take these passages and put them back to Jesus. And we have to understand that God makes all things together work for the good of those who love him, because Jesus loves the world. He loves us. He gave his son. And then we look at Psalms 92, verse 15, and it says this, the Lord is upright, he is my rock, and there is no wickedness in him. Our lives are lives that come and go, and there's so much pain, and there's so much suffering, and there's so much difficulty, that sometimes we forget that Jesus and God is love, and everything that comes out of God is love. Everything that is happening is happening while we serve a God that loves us. But how do we separate these things? If God um, is in control and he's controlling everything, is this how it works or does it work a different way? So how are we going to, how do we make these things work out? The world is a wicked place. And so today's sermon is entitled a Tapestry of Grace. One that I heard, um, many people have used this analogy before, but this tapestry of grace um, Brian Zond had, had preached on, I just thought it was so lovely, this idea of a tapestry. And we're going to get into what a tapestry is in a bit. And essentially, I want our message to be today that everything is going to be all right. Everything that we're walking through, everything that you go through today, everything is going to be all right. Julian of Norwich lived long ago. She lived in the 12th, well, the, I guess the 13th and the 14th century, the 1200s and 1300s, around that time. The 1200s, if you know your history, was booming. Things were going good. The economy was great. And then came the 1300s, and certain things started to, things started to go bad in the later 12s and the early 13s, and the, the Black Plague moved in. Economy was collapsing, the climate was changing, there was an Islamic invasion, there was a hundred-year war, there was a peasant revolt. And then the Black Plague came in and wiped out one-third of the people of Europe. Think about that, 450 million people down to 250 to 300 million people. You would excuse these people if they thought the end was nigh. Sometimes we think uh, we get a flat tire when we're driving somewhere, the end is nigh. You know, God's coming back. This cannot get any worse than the flat tire that I just received. This is so bad, I'm late for my appointment. But no, these people were going through a time that was so difficult. And Julian Norwich, 
She has the acclaim of being the first woman to write an, a book in the English language. And she was, she came down with the plague. And in her 30s, she was in the plague. And she has a set of 16 different visions while she was in this. And what, at one point, she had a conversation with Jesus, she says. And she says this, I have often wondered why in God's foreknowledge and his wisdom could he not have prevented the origin of sin? For if he had, then everything would be well. She knows that in her, in her understanding that everything is happening from the Garden of Eden. Everything is happening that is wrong because of the choice of man back then. So she says that, I have often wondered why in God's foreknowledge and wisdom could he have not prevented the origin of sin? For if he had, then everything would be well. And then Jesus in her vision replies to her and says, it is true that sin is the cause of pain, but all will be well, all will be well, and all manners of things will be well. I believe her revelations of this because I believe what Paul says, he says everything's going to be all right, everything will be well. And we say everything's going to be all right because everything is going to be all right. Despite the sin, despite the loss and pain and tragedy, everything is going to be all right. Do we know what a tapestry is here? Have you guys seen? Do I have a picture of a tapestry here? This is the tapestry of the Bayou Tapestry. Have you heard of this thing before? It's an embroidered cloth nearly 70 meters, 230 feet long, and 50 centimeters, only very short, um, tall which depicts the events leading up to the, to the Norman conquest of England concerning William, Duke of Normandy, and Harold, Earl of Wessex, later King of England, and culminating in the Battle of Hastings. Tapestries back in those days were these amazing pieces of, of, of art that were sewn together that showed the conquests of kings and queens and conquests of royalty and everything that is good about a life. They don't go into the, to the, to the, you know, to the ugly parts you know, King Henry VIII's eight wives, I don't know, whatever, how many wives he had. They don't go into that part of it. They just show his conquest. They show the good things. They show what life, what they wanted to see. So tapestries are beautiful, but there's a backside of a tapestry. I think we got a backside of a tapestry here. This is a backside, not of that certain tapestry, but a backside of a tapestry is a whole bunch of confusing mess of threads that are, that are put together. And so today I want to talk to us about the fact that we are living on the backside of a tapestry. It's a confusing, ugly mess. And there, is, and there is weaving taking place. There is threads being given. There is threads being used that we have no idea what's going on. This tapestry here is an ugly, confusing mess. But the thing is, with an artist, you start to see... On the other side of the tapestry, something beautiful taking shape. Something amazing starting to take shape. That there's an ugliness on the backside. There's a confusion on the backside. There's, a, there's a, a life living on the backside that none of us really understand what's going on. But one day, not today, not tomorrow, one day in eternity, we're going to look on the other side of that tapestry and we're going to see a beautiful piece of art. See, the thing with tapestries is both sides use the tame, same thread, but two completely different conclusions are drawn. Two completely different perspectives are made on different sides of the tapestry. So today I want to talk about that. Jeremiah calls God a, pot a potter. Today we are calling him a great weaver. 
So this message may be for some of you, may not be for some of you, but, but think about this and keep this in your heart because we go through hard times. And as we walk through this life and as we go through hard times, it gets confusing. And we can't see what God's up to, but we have to trust. So the first part, first part of it, I want to talk about faith and how we use our faith in regards to Romans 8.28. First thing is, it is the assurance that someone is there, someone is working with you. Right before his ascension in Matthew 28, verse 20, Jesus says, and, the, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, as surely as I am with you always to the very end of the age. Christ is with us right now. The Holy Spirit is living in our hearts. To those who love Jesus, he is living with you now. There's nothing, there's nothing that, that can separate us now. Once we've accepted Jesus, he is living in our hearts. The ascension, Christ going up, doesn't mean he's taking a 2,000-plus year break from us. doesn't mean he's leaving us and saying, okay, I'm out until I come back. No, he's, it's, like a, it's almost like a changing of the guard. The Holy Spirit is coming in. He's living in us. And it's even more exciting because now it's not this, 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 this distant relationship between Christ and I, and, you know, the people 2,000 years ago. Now Christ is living in each and every one of our hearts. So faith in regards to Romans 8.28 is the assurance that someone is there and someone is working with you. See, now is the age of faith and sight. It's so difficult for us to, to kind of wake up every morning. We don't get to see Jesus. We don't get to see God working, but we have to trust and have faith that he is there working in us, and that's the Holy Spirit. Second thing, faith is also the assurance that God is the artist and is at work in the confusing mess that is our backside of our tapestry. Believing that one day this whole mess will work out for good. God causes things to work together for good. God doesn't cause all things. God works in all things. He is our good. He takes the mess and he makes it good. We have to have faith that he is working. We have to have faith that he's making something beautiful. We have to have faith that he is making this life into something beautiful. And the third thing is faith is that God is not out to get you. How do bad things happen? I want to say this. God doesn't cause all things to happen. Brian Son says something like this. He says, some things happen because of the devil, some things because of our choices, and other things, they just happen. The devil, choice, and chance we are sitting here, we are giving God these threads. Some of the threads we think are really beautiful, and those are ugly ones. Some of those threads are really ugly, and they're ugly ones too. Some threads are just nice. We are giving God, the, the devil, choice, and chance are giving these threads to God on the backside of this tapestry, where it gets confusing, it gets messy, it gets ugly. God doesn't cause all things that happens, but, he, but the word that is big. Things happen, life happens, and God redeems. God is redeeming your life right now. God is redeeming all these things that are happening that are so painful and so poor. It's a confusing mess this world is. If I think about this, we had the, the pursuit school go to France and then they see these, 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 these people, refugees, jump underneath trucks and try, to, and try to ride on trucks to get onto the ships to go to England and then falling off and getting run over by the tires. It's just an awful world that we're living in. We see a world that we, we have 
kids separated from parents. We have, see a world of war in Syria. We see a world of hate. We see a lot of ugly things. Things happen, life happens, and God is working to redeem it. We need to love God and show God our love and, and be in a relationship with him, and then he takes our lives and redeems them for him. God doesn't do that. He says, I didn't cause that to happen, but watch what I can do with it. I'll work it to your life in such a way that it is good. It's horrible right now. In this moment, nobody wants you to be going through it, including God. But watch what I can do with it. This next quote by Frederick Beckner, I, I believe that people need to hear it, especially in our day and age of, of mental health issues and, and pain that we walk through. The grace of God means something like this. Here is your life. You might never have been, but you are because the party wouldn't have been complete without you. Here is the world. Beautiful and terrible things will happen. Don't be afraid. I am with you. Whatever you're walking through, as we walk through difficulties in marriage, as kids have parents that are going through divorce, God's walking with you. I had just the most amazing thing happen yesterday. I was, um, I was doing the dishes at home um, and uh, on my anniversary. Come on, that's exciting. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I was doing the dishes. And Sayla is going to camp. My, my oldest daughter, she's 10. She's going to Garden Lake for the first time. And she kind of like, she's been very nervous the last couple of days, kind of walking around a bit in a daze, kind of confused what's going on. She's excited, but she's nervous. And, and she says, Dad, I don't know why she said this, but she said, Dad, I learned at kids camp in March that no matter what, God is always with me. And that's what I'm going to think about this whole time at camp. That's what I'm going to think about this whole time at camp. Even when I'm scared, Dad, God is with me. And as a dad, as a parent that loves Jesus, just like, wow, that's exciting. I need to know, and we need to know, as we go through the life, this life that's painful, and we think this world would be better off without us, it's not. And God walks with you, and he loves you. Now let's talk about grace and how it pertains to Romans 8.28. We give God the threads. It's almost like our lives are giving the artist of God the thread and seeing what he can do. Sometimes we give him ugly colors. Sometimes we give him hues of brilliant colors. But in the end, he will work it into a masterpiece, each and every one of us. I'm tough to say and sad to say, but God doesn't prevent bad things from happening all the time. This is life and death and taxes are all part of it. And that's what's going to happen. And we live in a fallen world. We live in a world with death that was never meant to be in the first place. We were meant to live forever. It's going to be so beautiful one day when we get to heaven, and it is beautiful. But right now, we live in a fallen world. We're giving God the threads. Some preachers say this, God causes all good things to work together for the good things. So he's a, he's a really nice artist that just makes good things happen for the good things, and then he ignores the bad things. And some other preachers say this, it's like a soup he says, well, you need some bitterness in there to make a really nice soup. You have some nice sweetness, you have some nice saltiness, and you have some bitterness. You know, you need a little bit of that. And then I'll make you a really nice soup. Well, that's not what's happening. I really don't believe that. He is the artist that takes our broken colors and makes it beautiful. If I were to say to any one of you here, I have 5,000 diamonds, go make something beautiful out of this, you'd be very good at that. What you could do is take some school glue, put it on a piece of paper, and drop the diamonds, and that would be the most beautiful piece of paper you've ever seen in your life. 
But no, what God does in this grace is he takes this devil choice and chance and he threads and he makes it into something beautiful. We learned earlier, Romans 8.18 says this, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. He says, I'll take that. I'll take your pain and suffering. I'm going to reveal to you what's going to be. This, is going to, this life that you see right now is going to be nothing compared to how beautiful it's going to be on the other side of glory. If you take this stage and this is the time continuum of all eternity and we are just a speck in one little part of that, that speck is so big and so painful right now, but it's going to be nothing on the other side of that tapestry. It's a big, ugly mess, but when we turn that thing around, it's going to be beautiful. When we turn that thing around, we realize that grace works in every direction. Sometimes we think that when we're saved, grace is only going to work from this point forward. Okay, now that I'm saved, next week when I mess up, God's going to redeem that he will. But he also takes what happened back in 1984, that horrible time. In 2003, when you had that miscarriage, God takes that and he says, I'm sorry that happened. But watch what I can do with it. In 1973, something might have happened in your life, and you're like, I don't want that part of my life. But grace works forwards and backwards, taking the ugly and making it beautiful again. You think about this, the most ugly time in human history was Jesus on the cross. And we look back at that day today, and what do you say? That's the most beautiful thing that ever happened. That's the most beautiful thing. It got me my life eternal and a relationship with Jesus. The most beautiful thing that ever happened. But what is it? That day, it was the ugliest thing that ever happened. There was people deserting Christ. There was him humiliated on a cross. He even asked, if it's not your will, I don't want it, but I'll do it because we need to do this. Think about your darkest day, and that is the darkest day. And look how beautiful it is now. I, 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 after I was looking at this, I, I looked at a passage in Scripture and realizing, you know, in Abraham's time, they wanted a king. And God says, I don't want you to have a king. That's not my will. But he said, no, we want a king. So he gave him a king. And that was not what they wanted to happen. But then God took that, and then King David came out of that. King David, a man after God's own heart. Read a bit of King David. It's the most depressing man after God's own heart that you've read for a while. He didn't want there to be kings, but what happened out of that king? He got David, and David's lineage leads to Jesus. He came out of something that wasn't really what he wanted in the first place. He changes it around on the other side of the tapestry to be something beautiful. And this is the most amazing thing about grace. There's going to be times... They say, God, I don't want what's happening to me now. And he says, I don't want what's happening to you either. This is not something that you can say now. And this is something that is impossible to say. And we don't wish it on anybody. But one day when we're in heaven, we turn that tapestry around and we look and he say, hey, that happened then. Look at that piece of thread there. What's that from? He said, that's when you had that happen. And he says, do you want me to take it out? No, no, don't, don't, touch, don't touch a thing. Don't change anything. That's the most beautiful picture I've ever seen. This here, what happened here? Oh, this is when I failed all my classes. That was an awful year. I really just mailed it in. That was bad. 
I could change that if you want. No, no, don't, make, don't change that. Look at what you made, God. Look at that artistry you made out of something that I thought was so ugly and so painful. It's like we're a fly on a Sistine Chapel. You can't see anything. You just see this little bit of it. But when we fly away, we see how fantastic God's grace is. We need to be so careful that we don't take this verse and we don't put it on to people like it can be a Band-Aid. Because things that people are going through, miscarriages that people go through, lost children, lost parents, marriage, divorces, breakups, pain in relationship, vehicle accidents. You can't put a band-aid over it and make it all right. This world sucks. It does. This is painful. But God loves us through it. And one day we're going to look on the other side and it's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm going to finish with this. We're going to, it's Canada Day. We don't want to go too long. we got communion coming up. I'm going to ask the communion people to, to come up with this. But Revelation 21 verse 4 says this. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. He who is seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. God is making everything new. So if you're here today and you're sitting and you're suffering and you're confused and you know you're going to go home and you know that there's, there's hell to pay when you get home or you know your kids walked away from the faith, God's grace, the cross, is going to make everything all right. The, let's, let's have the communion come. We're going to take up communion right now. We're going, to, we're going to think about this. I want us, as we, as we come forward in a moment, to, to take this bread and take this cup. And we're going to, I want us to thank God for the most ugly day in history and how he turned it so beautiful the most ugliest thread that could ever be given on the backside of a tapestry in this life. We turn that around and it's so beautiful.